people not having healthy habits. So people wake up in the morning, especially for somebody like me who was totally unemployed for, you know, 10 weeks. I don't I have other things that I could be working on, but also I was feeling in a space of like, okay, but I am going to go back to work and I don't want to pick up this one thing if I'm going to go back. So let me just kind of hold out right here. But then that means I have a lot of days where I'm just trying to figure out, you know, breakfast till lunch, lunch till dinner, dinner till wine, wine till sleep. Like, like, that's like that. wake, wake up, do it again. Um, and that I think is a huge problem for people. We have to try to figure out productive ways to fill the time where we're not trying to keep ourselves moving so to speak we're not we're not idle but we do and also not just time filling things things that are meaningful impactful for us because also if we feel like we're just trying to fill the time then that's counterproductive too because you're like well this doesn't really matter I'm only doing it so that I'm not in the fridge um but I think people are bored mostly bored um because it is such a huge disruption uh, of what we would say normal life but this is our new normal life so we are going to have to make new patterns welcome to the jealous vegan a podcast about healthy eating habit change and the hurdles we all need help overcoming i'm jennifer hunley co-founder of the jealous vegan also known as the voice today we are joined by april cunningham confidence coach co-founder of the jealous vegan also known as the influencer Jindai Jackson, owner of Jindai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rastall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan. So I had a friend come to me recently expressing her sheer displeasure with the fact that she has gained 25 pounds since COVID began. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I couldn't really help her. I hope that we can. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that we can uh, as we talk about gaining control of emotional eating and, you know, tips that are going to help people, especially during during this stressful time. It's an extremely stressful time. Uh, considering the pandemic and social justice and all the things that we're going through right now. so And very likely we're going back through a spike because of uh, we world started to open and it seemed like spikes. So this might be, we might be going back in for part two, even more so. Yeah. God knows nobody wants to gain 50 pounds in six weeks, in six months <laughs> as a result of <laughs> emotional <laughs> eating and being under distress. So yeah, but how to do it, right? And sustainably and from a place of real healthiness, not just coping, but not just surviving, but thriving at the same time, in, in the time. Yeah, I had a coworker express something similar um, maybe a month and a half ago. He's like, I've gained 20 pounds, Jen, and I don't know how I'm going to fit in my work pants when I got to go back out and see customers. Um, and, and other people have joked, like, instead of the freshman 15, we've got the COVID-19. <laughs> oh, I love it and I hate it. <laughs> and I had a, um, I told somebody yesterday, I actually went to get a haircut. And and I was like, my, I said, I got, I got fluff. I got extra fluff. And I don't know if I want to go that short, but it's too late now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I think it is relevant to talk about. And first, I want to start out with, I feel like people should not, be too down on themselves if they have regressed in any of their ha- healthy habits, because we are living in, I would say, 
unprecedented times that are going to cause us stress. And the more information we take in, it's going to cause us additional stress. And then we're going to work to try to mitigate that in various ways um, that may not may not be for our long-term benefit, but maybe in the moment feel good. Um, but you know, condemning yourself or beating yourself up about it is not going to help. So I, I encourage people not to go down that dark road of, oh, I wish I had only, um, and just decide from here what you might be able to do to, to go back up towards where you want to be um, and even go past where you were um, before March 15th. Can we... Uh, the first thing that comes up for me is, okay, first of all, can we separate the weight part? Because yes, that's the metric, the external metric that something is out of alignment or something's wrong, right? But really what's happening is largely the emotional piece of being in the house <laughs> and mm -hmm. you want pleasure and you want some way to release the stress. And so what are you going to go to? You're going to go to food, food alcohol, yeah. sex, uh, laughter, drugs. hopefully, drugs, hopefully, you, you, hopefully you're going to make positive choices. You can also work out and eat really well and take lots of walks and spend some time in the sun and spend time with your, whoever you live with. But, uh, you know, let's be honest, if you're feeling bad, you're going to want, who, who hasn't had an ice cream binge? This is like a cliche now. Like you have a bad day, you want an ice cream, you want a uh, tequila for me, like, it's just natural as a human that you're going to look for some way to release the stress and to, to deal with the emotional weight of whatever you're feeling. And that's really the part that needs to be addressed. Not The weight will come as a natural byproduct of addressing the emotional piece, just as the weight came as a natural byproduct of the emotional piece. Um, and I think I, I just want to start with shifting the conversation away from, hey, how do you lose weight? That's not really what's at stake. How do you, how do you thrive? How do you cope? How do you find joy, happiness, recapture it, constantly recapturing it in a time when it's under threat every single day? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree a hundred percent. And I, I don't think it's un, it's the fact that you as a, a coach, April, you're, you're approaching it in that way, as far as making the connection of the emotional eating and honestly, when uh, that question was posed or when Jindy introduced our, our episode, I, I quickly equated um, the gaining of weight as far as not necessarily picking the right food choices or not being aware of that. I, coming from my you know culinary aspect, of course, I'm, I'm going to lean towards that. So it's just amazing how probably all of us, including Lisa, she's probably thinking of some things as far as we that one could do as far as. Um, being more active and, and being uh, uh, just that. So, yeah, I, I think uh, food-wise, uh, being aware as far as sugar and, and meat and fat and processed foods uh, definitely would attribute to or contribute rather to someone gaining weight and not being mobile. We're not going to work. We're not doing our normal routine so I think it's all those things in addition to what you said as well, um, April. I think the first part think, of it, I'm sorry, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Jen. I was just gonna say, I think it's a mindset first. So if you think about what are the only prolonged times you've stayed in the house? In my case, it's been a snowstorm, mm -hmm. right? And so you typically do stock up on less healthy food because um, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be home for two or three days. And it's, 
been more than two or three days. So <laughs> you have to change your mindset that, that this is not a snowstorm, right? We are not stocking up for a snowstorm. We need to con- we need to go back to conducting ourselves mm-hmm. um, in the way that we did when we were walking around amongst the peoples. Um, because if if you think of this as um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hunker down for a few days and watch a bunch of movies. That may have worked at first, but you know, a few months in, this this is conceivably how things will be for some time. Um, and so, to I would say that the first thing that I've tried to do, because I've I've gone through, I feel like the arc of all of the feelings and the several stages of grief, is is changing my mindset that this isn't temporary, and so. I need to find a routine that will work in the midst of this new reality. Yeah. I really like that, Jen, because I think I think that people are still living in a state of panic, but this is our new normal. And when people recognize it as our new normal, then you start to have normal habits, mm-hmm. which are, you know, eating in the same way that you did prior to the outbreak or prior to you know, the the catastrophe feeling that you had when you went indoors. Um, But speaking to what Lauren said about how we each have our different areas of, you know, expertise and we we would tend to go in a certain direction to answer the question, my first thought was, the entrepreneurial mindset that I have is keep a food diary, write things down, make a list. Like, you know, if you, if you, if you, you know, are seeing what you're doing and what you're putting in your body, I think that that's going to help you recognize when you're off alignment or when you're doing something that is not um, going to be beneficial to whatever metric you're trying to measure, whether that's going to be stress or the number that you hit when you're on the scale. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what, I, you know, what came to mind at first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, just write it down. Look, look at what you're, you know, putting in your body. Are you bored or are you hungry? Mm. I love are that you, you really made that distinction. Are you really hungry? Right? I think those things are also important to consider. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to speak to people being bored. And I think it goes back to, like, what Jen was saying, uh, too, is, like, this is not... Um, you know, you're going to be in the house for a week. I think people have approached this with the idea that, like, we're locked up for a little while and, like, one day we will be free. Um, And so they haven't found successful ways to fill the time. And so I think a lot of people are are bored. I was talking to somebody earlier today who literally said, he said, sometimes I just look at the clock and I'm like, yeah, it's been an hour. I could eat again. Like, wow. (laughs) Like, you're just bored. Like, what do you mean you could eat again? But I think so many people are in that space of, like, I'm just trying to get to to 5 o'clock. Or, and that's kind of what we started when we started with this episode, right? Is people not having healthy habits. So people wake up in the morning, especially for somebody like me who was totally unemployed for, you know, 10 weeks. I don't, I have other things that I could be working on, but also I was feeling in a space of like, okay, but I am going to go back to work and I don't want to pick up this one thing if I'm going to go back. So let me just kind of hold out right here. But then that means I have a lot of days where I'm just trying to figure out, you know, breakfast till lunch, lunch till dinner, dinner till wine, wine till sleep. Like, like, wake wake up, do it again. Um, And that I think is a huge problem for people. We have to try to figure out 
productive ways to fill the time where we're not trying to keep ourselves moving, so to speak. We're not we're not idle, but we do. And also not just time filling things, things that are meaningful, impactful for us, because also if we feel like we're just trying to fill the time, then that's counterproductive, too, because you're like, well, this doesn't really matter. I'm only doing it so that I'm not in the fridge. Um, But I think people are bored, mostly bored. Um, because it is yeah. such a huge disruption uh, of what we would say normal life, but this is our new normal life. So we are going to have to make new patterns, new ways, um, things that we do on Saturday morning, things that we do on Friday night, things that we do, you know, throughout the week. We're going to have new normals. Which speaks to the crux of why the jealousy exists is it's all about the habit change. Like we are, we are forced mm-hmm. right now into new habits and we can mourn it and we can be mad about it and we can be bored or we can start making art right we can start we can start making lemonade um and i think that's not an easy thing to do for myself i finally going to the gym is before covid of course was this thing of like i don't feel like it and if i don't feel like it then i wouldn't go but then of course i wouldn't feel like it the next time right and i I just i didn't feel good when i didn't feel like it because i didn't go to the gym but if i was just say not just, if I would say, I'm gonna do it even if I hate it, I'm gonna just go and I would do my best. 10 minute rule I used to enact. I get on, do your workout for 10 minutes. If you still don't feel like it, then you can honor your body and you can leave with a clean conscience. But if you, I would get on, I would do whatever I'm doing for 10 minutes and I would find, oh, I got the energy to keep going and I would always feel better afterward. And and sometimes I feel that way about my spiritual routine. It's just like, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like doing it. But when I do it, I always feel better. So it yeah. becomes like this this thing of like, get out of your own way. And I say that from a place of compassion, although it may not sound that way, but I say from a place of compassion of like, sometimes you, you have to just get in the wax on, wax off place of doing the thing that, you may not want to do uh, <laughs> just just to, but but the wax on wax off in a in of itself is the thing that keeps you going right Jen says this you say this all the time Jen that things in motion tend to stay in motion and things at rest tend to stay at rest what law is that well, Isaac Newton said that but Isaac Newton's Newton. law of relativity okay well as far as I'm concerned it's made by Jen but uh, <laughs> it's Jen's law <laughs> it's Jen's law but, it, but you, you understand what I'm saying like it, it, Sometimes you just got to wax on and wax off, and and it's non-trivial. You feel better after, but you got to make yourself do it, and 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 doing it for the, for the feeling, chasing the feeling more than chasing the outcome. Agreed. It's actually his his law of motion. But anyway, yeah, I agree, and and I think about sometimes the pace with which we used to live our lives, and I've said recently, like. I don't, I don't know where the stamina came from. I don't know how I'm ever going to go back to living that life. Because, I mean, from, you know, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., I was busy every single day. And then I would come home and do stuff. And now I'm like, like, Lisa, is it 5 o'clock? Like, what? <laughs> I'm so tired and I haven't done, I've done like three things today, you know? Um, I said I'm not going so, back. Yeah, I don't. I think it's, I, I do feel better that life is slower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to enjoy that. Like I said on my deck, every day that it's sunny and it's not too hot. And even like yesterday when it was uh, almost 100, I still went outside for 20 minutes in the morning because I'm like, I can just sit outside and drink my tea and read my Bible or write in my journal. Um, two things that I would say are really good for relieving stress. Uh, well, 
I guess, four things. Sitting, being outside in the sunshine, drinking tea, reading a Bible, or getting some sort of spiritual sustenance, and um, writing in a journal. Those, I think, are really good ways to try to relieve stress. And like, like April said, I don't always want to do it, but when I tell myself I have to, then that's when I, I feel like, okay, well, that's one of the three things I'm going to do today, and I can go on to the next thing. And the workout component is not to be dismissed. I think Lisa and I were having a sidebar conversation about this. Like, when I work out, I'm not trying to waste that 40 minutes I worked out, so I want to eat better. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have wine, but I'm going to watch my wine because, hang on, I just did something here. I, no, it's serious. Like, and if I work out in the morning, it, like, sets the tone for my whole day because then I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to mess up those th that workout. I feel good. I want to keep that going. Uh <laughs> It becomes like a reinforcing cycle, even though I'm not really, I'm not accountable to anybody but myself. I just feel like, yeah, I want to own that and I want to keep that going. Let's not mess it up. Yeah. I do think that the fitness and like the kind of healthy eating go together because everybody, I mean, not everybody, but 90% <laughs> of people when I talk to them don't like working out. They do it because they understand that it's necessary and it you know, keeps your body going and it makes them feel great or they have weightless loss goals or it helps them with anxiety. But people generally do not enjoy it. And so I think that the working out component puts the force behind the eating properly because you're like, if I'm going to torture myself, quote unquote, torture myself, you know, for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour, I'm not going to turn around and derail um, what I've done. And, and, and I think it is a step in a positive direction. And, and, you know, I, I say that too, without making it seem like working out has to be this crazy strenuous, you know, you're doing like 30 minutes of cardio and then you're strength training and you're like bench pressing your body weight and all those things. I mean, something as little as, you know, a walk or a jog or, you know, just any sort of movement, it's still, you feel it. You know, you feel it. And so it, it kind of, the muscles <laughs> kind of ding the brain of like, oh yeah, I did a thing. I did a thing. So let's keep that going. So I think those two really do go hand in hand. And for me during quarantine, they've been um, really helpful at helping me keep my sanity. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything to do today. So absolutely, I'm going to take an hour and move my body because I have 24 of them. To donate. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can at least one. Take one. <laughs> What's interesting, too, Lisa, and you speak about this with kinetic fitness so that exercise healed or helped you to reduce your dependence on anxiety meds, right? You would suffer from anxiety, and exercise was a huge antidote. And I think we probably should have a whole sidebar about that. I don't know if we have before another episode about that, because I think it's super fascinating. People don't realize not only does it help you with the endorphins and the feel good in the moment, but long-term metabolism and depending on what you're doing and all that, right? Like long-term metabolism spike that it gives you and the anxiety. Aren't we all under a, a level of anxiety right now? Cause we, and, and the uncertainty of not knowing like, when is this going to end? Are we going in a second spike? What, um, the anxiety the reducing benefits of exercise are, are not to be diminished. They really have a powerful effect. And I think, Lisa, you can probably speak to that uh, firsthand. Maybe even you too, Jen, because I've, I've heard you say to me, like, you know what? I worked out today and I feel better. Um, and I know it's true. 
absolutely in my case that I'm like, okay, my day is set right now. I can start, I can start from this point after, after I get those, those endorphins. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting point that you made in like that exercise is the antidote because you do get the endorphins. I think so many people turn to things like alcohol, which, you know, it's a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant. So if you're already feeling down and then you drink, that's not really going to help. Not to mention you wake up the next day, you feel groggy or you feel whatever. And now you're in this downward cycle, even in terms of like food, uh, you know, you eat a bunch of ice cream and brownies and now you've got this sugar overload, which takes you up for a little bit, but the crash is epic. And then once you crash, you know, you have all of the same things. You don't feel great and you've got a headache or whatever your particular symptoms are. Um, and then it's a downward spiral where I feel like working out is the thing that is total opposite of that. It's going to push you up. So if you're down, at least it's going to level you out and bring you to like a baseline. You might not be up, 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 but you're not going to be down, down, down. Um, so I do think it's a better option than um, some of the coping mechanisms that people do have. Um, and it, it helped me a lot. So I stamp it. Yeah, I. Um, in addition to what everyone has said, um, when you do have the urge to snack or to indulge, um, again, the team is all about balance and we're not these fanatics as far as being, um, well, we're all plant-based, but not being necessarily vegan per se. But I find myself, because I am at home and that I can cook and that I can prepare things that I don't always opt into what I can do. And just because I can do it, so, for instance, what I'm saying is um, I may have, you know, some ice cream or uh, some sorbet or some vegan ice cream. Um, so I'm going to make those adjustments and snack, but not necessarily snack on full-fledged potato chips. I may do some cauliflower chips or some type of grain. Um, so I think what Jindy was saying, and I like that as far as keeping track, even if you don't make an, a, a literal list, but just making a mental list that, hey, I can't continue to eat the way I did because, one, I'm not mobile, and two, um, you know, you're more inclined to eat more because you're under, you know, restriction. So su substituting and making changes, um, I think, will help um, while we're under this period as well as far as, you know, buying more uh, crispy aspirin apples and, and carrots and things like that. And when you begin to snack on these things, you're filling your stomach up, but you're not necessarily filling it with cookies and brownies and, 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 and other unhealthy things. Yeah. Uh, can yeah, I just say- nut butter on there too. Nut butters, yeah. Absolutely. That's your nut fat. Feels like a treat. Exactly. Uh, Jendi, I would say to your friend too that uh, don't underestimate the power of juicing. You can still get quality juices and- um, Audience, if you followed us for any length of time, you know that we juice on this team. Um, there's some brands we do recommend. I can easily juice for three days and drop three pounds. Now, it, it's water, it's waste, right? And it's not um, it's not three pounds that's going to be sustainable. But what it does do, um, and my husband saw this true because I, I put him on a juice <laughs> cleanse, and he was like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. What it did effectively help you to help him to see was that there's a contrast between how his palate was, the salt, 
level of salt, the level of sugar, juicing intercepts that and allows yes. your body to reset so that when he went back to eating, and I've experienced this too, when I went back to eating my salty potatoes, I was like, whoa, right. this is too salty. Or eating something sweet, and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of sugar in here when three days prior, I, it's it was great. This is like sweetness. Um, and so I think the idea of resetting your body and intercepting that stress response, it also gives your digestive system a chance to rest um, so that you can recapture that energy that's used for digestion. It allows your body to integrate the nutrients so much more effectively without the work and the workload um, that can help. I recommend juice cleansing um, for starting any new uh, eating plan because it does just intercept you and allow your palate to kind of get a moment to rest and your digestive system a moment to rest. You sleep really good and then you can see more clearly how you want to attack the next problem of it. Let's say if the problem was losing 25 pounds, like start with the juice cleanse, maybe even think about integrating a juice cleanse regularly in a weight loss, any weight loss plan, mm -hmm. not from the purpose of losing the weight necessarily, but for the feel good and the resetting and the, the digestive rest. Um, it it per, first uh, personally, and for the people that I coach into this, um, it, it really does help them to stay on the plan because you can see the difference between how you were feeling before and how you're feeling now. And it's like, oh, I didn't even realize I was eating all that sugar. Mm -hmm. huh. mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't want it now. True. Now mm -hmm. I want some apples and nut butter. Yeah. yeah. I think that's significant. I, and I've, I have found that during um, our stay-at-home situation that I'm gearing more towards salt. I haven't, you know, been stuffing my face. Like, I, I don't think my weight has changed much, but... I do notice that I have an affinity towards salt, so I think I'm. I need to do a juice cleanse to what you, you know, to your point, April, to recalibrate myself. Um, but I also feel what what has helped me um, outside of me moving more towards salt. Um, what has helped me keep my weight pretty consistent is going back to what you said, Jen, about slowing down. I know for sure that the person who came to me and said that she, you know she's gained all this weight during COVID, she's launching courses and she's you know marketing her butt off and she's making a lot of money and she's you know she's like probably sitting in front of her computer all day long pushing and doing classes you know and coaching and all this kind of stuff and she probably has you know I'm, I'm imagining you know a bowl of potato chips sitting you know by her by her computer and I feel that when you are pushing, pushing, pushing during this situ during this, this pandemic, during the type of stress that we're under, it doesn't allow you, again, to recalibrate, to understand that this is a new normal um, and to, you know, just take in what's happening to you at the same time, just take in what's happening to you. And I think when you are able to breathe through it, know what's going on, um, take a second, express your feelings about all the stress that you're feeling, journaling, sitting outside in the morning, like you were saying, Jen, I think that that also is going to help you understand, you know, that there is a shift that's happening and it needs to be, it needs to be, um, you need to pay attention to it. Yeah. People forget that because you can't see stress in the body or you think you can't see stress in the body, that maybe it's this this like abstract thing, but that's when people start seeing the actual manifestation of stress in the body. Because when you're stressed, you're releasing all of these hormones, which are having an adverse effect in the 
in the body. It's causing weight gain. It's causing fatigue. It's causing all of these things. And people feel like, I think emotions, period, they're not a physical, we don't perceive them as being physical. And yet they do have very real physical consequences for our body. So I like what you said about like, man, like being aware of what's happening, like slow yeah, down like and too. deal with that, yeah. process that, let your body process that because it is processing it on a physical level um, as well as, you know, all in your head, <laughs> but it's also happening all in your body and let you give your body and your mind some space to process that and deal with that. I think that's a that's a strong point. I would just want to pop in here real fast. I know we're losing time, Jen, but uh, pop in here real fast too to say, Jenny, that that going fast and furiously is a way of coping. So just mm-hmm. staying in motion and trying to ignore, being really busy. I'm gonna go make some money. I'm gonna get this. It's a, it is a distraction technique that is a coping mechanism, and I'll call it out because it's. I would even say it's a survival mechanism, and so I, I don't say that with any judgment. It is a survival mechanism for people just like, you know what, my family's falling apart. I'm going to go hard at work, and I'm going to grind, and I'm going to make a million dollars. And it's fo- taking the focus off what's really important. for Maybe not what's really important, but taking the focus off something really important in a person's life by going over here. To, and money is one way we commonly redirect our energies when we feel out of control in some other way. So I just say that to say, to piggyback on Lisa's thought about the power of emotions and putting the attention on the whole picture of what a person may need in order to feel nourished and calm and to have solid coping mechanisms in a time like this. Um, It's very common to focus on something else. And it just, we need to be conscious of what those Mm -hmm how we're redirecting our energy, and is that really the best way to redirect our energy? And the, the tricky part, too, for women uh, I coach is they'll be successful. They'll make lots of money. They'll stay mm-hmm. in motion. Mm-hmm. Look at all the stuff I accomplished. And, yeah, but you don't feel good, and you're tired, and your relationships have suffered. Is this where you really want to put your energy, and this is most important to you right now? What about baths? Do you feel like, or long hot showers? Does that help relieve stress for you guys? Yeah, definitely for me. Um, you know, when I'm anxious, um, I, I do. I, I don't necessarily take baths all the time. Sometimes I do. You know, I'm a guy, obviously, but I like baths. I, but I, I will, I will, I like the heat and the steam and the aromatherapy, whether it's soap or scrubs, things of that nature. But yeah, definitely water, heat, um, that does relief, relieve rather stress for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not a bath girl. I don't like to clean up. But what? me either, Lisa. I don't me like either. To clean up. I'm not a bath girl either. Mm-mm. No, you can put soap. That ring around. Uh, no, you can't you can leave it. I feel like that. Yeah, you can put soaps and, and, and salts and things in the bath if you need and to. And then you got to wash them out and don't let it have oil in it because then that's a whole. What kind of Don't kill yourself on the way out. What kind of bodies do you guys have? First of all. I, just, I thought we talked What's about slowing down. What's wrong with. <laughs> yeah, no. No, baths, the cleanup afterwards stresses me out more than the bath. Like, I was relaxed for 30 minutes, but now clean. I got to clean the tub, let the water out, like, not kill myself on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I can go back to a sauna, now I like the infrared saunas because I oh, do think yeah. heat 
Mm-hmm. Heat is really good. And um, I'm a person, uh, I would go to those deprivation tanks, the floating tanks. So it's like uh, uh, body temperature, yeah. salt water. So you're buoyant. Um, yeah, and they put you that. in a like a chamber, no light, no sound, no anything for an hour. And it takes actually, when I first started doing it, it would take a while for my mind to like get quiet. But the more I did it, the I found it easier to just like, detach and no phone no nothing i'm just one no hour no light no sound no in a chamber for an hour for an hour yes that's deep I'd freak out yeah Ooh. i know it's, it's like a dark hole <laughs> yeah well, like it's probably a little bigger than a bathtub but just think about like if your bathtub like yeah if you could close the door behind you Okay, and this is getting worse. There. This is getting worse and worse. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I was, love it. I was though. there at first, but I was like, ah, oh, this is a bit much. Mm-mm. No, I know. It's one of those things you really just have to try it. Um, I go to this place called Hope Floats in Bethesda. Um, that's because that's kind of close to where I am. But I thought the same thing. I was like, this is weird, but I like it actually. Um, and I do it uh, in the conjunction with the infrared sauna. So I'll do like the infrared sauna for like 30 minutes and then I'll float for an hour. But it's great because it's just an hour and a half. You're not thinking about anything. You're not on your phone. You're not checking your messages, your email. You're not on Instagram. You're not on TikTok. You're like just <laughs> you're just zoned out. And it's I mean, it's really nice. I like that. So I prefer that. So when I can go back to an infrared, um, I'll do the infrared. Uh, but I think. Over a bath, I would choose the sunlight. Every day that the sun is out, I am right there with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Free love vitamin D making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just say that I do I, the the bath. I've done it. Leela put me onto it. She always puts me onto this stuff. And then I'm just oh, the like float? the first time. The float. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a thousand pounds of uh, salt. Epsom salt, I think it is. Wow. Which... Mm. Um, so you are you have that buoyancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. impurities yeah. out. Yeah. The good thing about Epsom salt, to your point about bath, Jen, what I thought of was yes, I do soak in an Epsom salt bath because the magnesium actually is good for you, yeah. both for calming and you don't uh, you absorb max the body absorbs magnesium better through the skin than through orally. So okay. you do get that. Magnesium calms you. Um, I didn't like the chamber, but I will say if a person needs to absolutely disconnect. You got no phone, you got no, like, you have to just sit there and be alone and meditate, which some people might find to be nerve wracking, but that is, that is one thing that if if something else we get from Instagram and all this, you know, how to be healthy is meditation is really important. And Mm -hmm. yet it's the thing that we have Mm -hmm. to slow down to do and it's hard to do. Um, So it is, if you need something extreme, Get in that thing, cause you got extreme, nothing. Extreme, uh, extreme. No, I like the black hole. Yes. No stimulus. The dark black hole. <laughs> the cold, yeah. dark black hole. It's not cold. It's warm. It is warm, <laughs> and you float. It is still a black hole, but it's warm. It's a warm black hole. <laughs> no, I know it sounds crazy, but it really is really good. And I think, like April was saying. Meditation is the one thing everybody knows that we should do, but we don't do. And just to be in a place where, I mean, you can't have your phone and not salt water. It'll it'll frickazies it out real fast. I don't even know if that's a word, frickazies. <laughs> but it is, but it's not the way you're using it. Y'all know 
what I mean. You can see my hand motions. Fried. It will fry it out. Um, so yeah, you're forced to. And sometimes I don't even float for the whole hour. Sometimes it's 45 minutes or so. And then I'm like, okay, I can get out. But I did notice that when I was doing it, there was one point where I was doing it pretty frequently. Um, and I felt like it got easier and easier. The, the There was one good time where I fell asleep in there. Oh, wow. And they say... They say that if you can fall asleep, one hour is a five-hour nap. Wow. In the way that it rejuvenates you. I, that, I felt like I had just come out of my mama that time. Like, brand new. Like, what is this world? Tell me Ooh, about wee. it. No, it's really great. So. Leela. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying. I know. You got to love my well, words. Nap- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's let's do a quick recap. I think we've heard uh, several tips to, to help you find ways to manage stress. Um, so one is keep a journal, right? Maybe that's a food diary, um, other, or you could just record uh, your stream of consciousness for how you're feeling that day. Spend time in the sunshine. Get outside as often as you can. Um, spend time connecting with your God. So maybe read your Bible or pray. Um, certainly, we talked about spending time meditating, being slowing down, getting calm, uh, take a walk, get some exercise, move your body, um, and the best you can, try to limit the times that you indulge in habits that uh, you'll feel bad about um, later that day, the next day, or the next week. Wishing you good health. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.